Are you ready to level up? I'm Michelle Johnson, a business coach, business owner, corporate manager, wife, mum, and a juggler of all the things. I would love to help you juggle all the things that are important to you. How do you stay calm, in control, and achieve your goals? Join me in the Mindset Corner. Hey, welcome back. It's so nice to see you again in the Mindset Corner. We've got a special episode today. It's our first guest podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you today to a great friend of mine and an amazing coach, Chrissy Stobbs. Let me tell you a little bit about Chrissy. After a 10 year career in a corporate travel company, Chrissy was starting to burn out and wishing to start a family. She left the corporate world to train as a reflexologist to add to her Reiki and her interest in holistic health. She was always driven by a desire to help people and she is now settled in Geelong with her two boys, one of whom has a life-limiting condition, DMD, which is Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which was the catalyst for her understanding how our unconscious minds work, particularly in relation to anxiety and dealing with trauma. Being locked down for months was the thing that provided the opportunity to further her neuro-linguistic programming studies where she met her current business partner and launched the Collective Coaching Academy. Today, she offers personal coaching and continues to build training programs and support her students through CCA. She's passionate about helping her students to grow their own skills and have a ripple effect of helping others. In our wide-ranging conversation, Chrissy talks to us about her business history, how she pivoted due to outside factors, what she loves about being an online coach and trainer, how she's overcome challenges as her business has changed, and she shares some mindset tips and NLP concepts that can help all of us know ourselves better. I hope you enjoy our chat. Here is my chat with Chrissy Stobbs. Hey, Chrissy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on the Mindset Corner. As one of the people who was part of the inspiration for this podcast, I'm so excited and it's so fitting that you are our first guest. Thank you so much. I'm so honoured to be here and just so proud of you and everything that you've achieved already and where you're taking this. It's amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I thought we could start today. I've given everyone a little bit of your background already in the introduction, but how about in your own words, if you can tell us a little bit about your business journey and how you came to be doing what you're doing now? Sure. Well, in my previous life, I feel like it was so long ago, I had the most amazing career working with a corporate travel company and I learned so much about people and working in teams and trying to get the best out of people and customer service and I, I absolutely loved it. But when I started a family I was like I really want something that I can do from home and be a bit more flexible and I'd always been interested in sort of more of a holistic type, you know, healing in that kind of space. I learned some Reiki and got my diploma in reflexology. And that was kind of the goal, it was, was to work around the kids and have sort of a clinic and, and be able to help people feel great and at the same time be a really present mum. So that was all sort of achieved uh, while I had the kids were small, I didn't, I dabbled, I would say I dabbled. And always had that sort of concept in my mind that when the kids are at school and then nicely settled into a really good routine that I could get back into you know having a career and having something that really lights me up and you know gives me purpose so um, I had the most amazing clinic um, offering you know sort of reflexology and had gone through a personal journey 
um, of my own, for my own personal development around my mindset and unconscious mind and letting go of stuff yeah. and found myself talking to clients, you know, they're coming in with physical ailments and, and not feeling great in their body. And I was realizing really quickly, oh, there is a lot to do here, the connection between sort of the mind body and, you know, what they're holding on to and what they're dealing with emotionally and how that's showing up in their body. Mm. And so I started integrating, you know, the coaching and sort of being able to offer more of a, a holistic approach to everything going on in their lives. Um, and then I'm sure you'll probably ask me about it, but it was more to do with sort of COVID coming along, the in-person, you know, interaction. Here in Victoria, we had really long lockdowns. Mm. Not being able to see people one-on-one sort of led me into a new space where I was able to um, do some study and a, a wonderful relationship which has ended up with a coaching academy where we're now able to continue working from home around the kids but uh, working now as a trainer as well as a coach. It's been an evolution but um, I'm, I'm looking for the silver linings and all the things that have happened in the past couple of years and, and being grateful for this space. And you were part of that journey. So it makes it very fitting that we are having this conversation. Yeah, I'm really excited to to have you on and to delve into a bit more into your story so we can share the learnings with our listeners today. So you said you changed from a clinic setting into more of the coaching side due to COVID. Was that the only reason or where was that pressure coming from? So I loved being able to do the coaching person to person. There's There's nothing more intimate and sort of, you can be vulnerable and you can be there to support someone when they're sitting right in front of you. So Mm. that was definitely happening in the clinic space. And even in my home office here where I love having people come in and it gives them a place to feel really safe and, um, you know, separate from the rest of their day to day. And I, I, I really kind of missed that. I won't, I won't lie, but I guess the push or the shove that came from everyone being at home, has allowed that transition into an online space. I'm sure lots of people listening can relate. You may have been working from home or, you know, had to adjust your, you know, how you work to be more interacting with your with your teams and with your clients and customers in this online space. So it wasn't my preferred way to work previously. There was even some hesitation about whether I could have that really nice, you know, relationship with someone across the computer screen. But I don't think I'm the only one that's learned that you you can. There's still an element of the social interaction, which is really important for all of us. And having, I mean, Zoom and having, you know, Teams and having these, you know, easy technologies that's allowing people to communicate. Um, If I look at becoming a coach and, and as a trainer, yes, I would love to be doing it in person. But at the same time, there are so many elements of working online no commute <laughs> um, and it's making it accessible for anybody it doesn't matter where you are in the world you know and it doesn't matter what time of the day and so there's there's lots to be said for both of it but definitely if I'm focusing on being present as an online coach and trainer that was definitely the kick up the backside from you know the, the COVID lockdowns and such but I think it's opened up a new confidence in, in lots of people being online and, and sharing mm. stuff well, for sure. I don't think I would have done the NLP training with your academy if you hadn't had that online option because, you know, being mums, we, we are pretty busy and have a lot of things going on. And I don't know that I could have made seven days in a row or something available to be in person somewhere or travel to be somewhere. So I really appreciated 
that you are offering that model. And so thank you, COVID, for allowing us to <laughs> do some things a bit differently. Yes, I understand, Sam. There's so much, you know, difficulty that the COVID, the past two years has provided many challenges. Um, but I definitely think that we're not the only success story to come as a result. So I think it's had a, a bit of a shift in a lot of people in the way that they live and their lifestyle and the way that they they work and learn, hopefully. Yeah. So it is a new era, I think. Yeah, I think it was the first lockdown in my area that really made me get out of my comfort zone and get online and share a little bit of my understanding about mindset because I could see so many people were struggling in that situation and I knew that there was a different way of looking at things and that you can really change your the whole way you're reacting to things on purpose and yeah being able to do that online made me able to contact lots of people that I wouldn't have been seeing day to day so so true so yeah so when you were um sort of changing into a new profession and um I guess just a a different version of of helping people um what were you worried about and what helped you to get past that feeling I think definitely that initial um especially as one of the modalities I work with is hypnotherapy and there was a definite hesitancy about this relationship building um like I say amazing when you're one-on-one in person but I think one of the things holding me back originally was just you know how do I create the space and how do I connect with people when we're still working you know online and on computers I think um I think there's such a need at the moment so I want to you know the the demand is there if there was ever a time when we need more people being able to support each other you know on a sort of emotional well-being you know, mindset level, it's really now. So um, you've got to put aside all your own sort of hesitations and worries and just sort of really go for it. There is a demand, there is a need. And if you're helping people and then you start getting the feedback that it's working, (laughs) which I know that you know, right, as soon as you start to get those messages like, oh my gosh, this is better or this is different or I feel so good or that's what lights you up. And and that just clears the path to just push aside that... um, you know, what do they call it when you those those sort of self-doubts and the um, imposter syndrome, you know, it's the catchphrase these days. You just you just gotta push through and surround yourself with the right people that you know lift you up and encourage you on. So I've yeah. definitely had that. Hundred percent. I've definitely always performed at my best when I've got a coach or someone I really trust who's kind of helping me push myself in the right direction. So yeah, for sure. What were um, some of the early challenges in the transition period? And um, I don't know if you want to also talk to moving into starting the academy as well. Um, and how did you handle that process? There was so much to learn. So um, just to give that some context, when uh, when one of our lockdowns was happening in Victoria, it opened the opportunity because my husband was working from home that I was able to invest literally hundreds of hours into studying and training going through diploma level and getting my trainers trainer certificate as a master trainer with the company I work with Um, and a chance meeting with uh, my now business partner Alex we were like okay we can do one-on-one work and we can help this person and that person and that's great but how do we make a bigger ripple effect like how do we lift other people up to give them these skills so we can help you know that, that domino effect and we quickly created the, the concept or what is now the company of the Collective Coaching Academy and <laughs> it was a lot to learn. There was There's a lot of back-end stuff that I think is what po- 
possibly stops a lot of people really moving into it, you know, with ease. And they sort of, that's where all they're like, well, I don't know how to do the accounting or I don't know how to build a website. And, you know, a lot of people think that there needs to be a lot of money in the back end to, to invest and get going. But really, mm. if you just break it down into smaller steps and ask for help and outsource, you know, where you can, but learning, you know. I mean, to sit here and say that I built our website and the course platform and I've learned how to do that, it's been, you know, you just got to look at the challenges and figure out how to get around them. And, and like I say, just, yeah, put your hand up, I think, um, when you don't know what you're doing because everything is a learning process. Yeah, and you definitely kind of build that belief as you go. Every step you take, you're like, okay, I could do that piece, so I could probably do the next piece, and you get more and more confidence in that action taking as you go. So I've definitely found that starting this business as well. And even like you said, I have a business coach. All coach, I think you'll find that most coaches have a coach. Mm. So having someone to gently nudge you along and say, well, this is you know, accountability. Have you done this? This is what you said you were going to do, and just. Just keeping going because you can get in your own way, right? Like how many times do people say, I'm going to you're gonna get these great ideas, but they never come to fruition. You really have to like stay accountable to yourself. And if you're having trouble doing that, like enlisting the help of a coach or someone to keep you on track or a networking group of some sort, um, I think that's really key. Oh, I'm glad someone helped to push you so you can unleash <laughs> your gifts on the world. When you're talking about um, that ripple effect, it really gives me goosebumps because I really believe in that vision too, that people can definitely have a much better experience with a, bit, a little bit more information and a bit of training in how to understand their, the way their own mind works. So absolutely, yeah, super powerful. Um, I wanted to ask, obviously you said you didn't know Alex before. How did you find going into business with somebody who you just met and as you said, sort of clicked with? It's, it's such a cool story and I have so much appreciation for the connection that we made. There was a few of us actually, the group that we were just randomly put into, like literally a random Zoom breakout room and there was, there was six of us I think and it was just the most amazing group, the, the synergy and the ideas that we had, um, you know, and that's where it sort of, we called ourselves the collective in, in the training, which is, you know, which we've carried on. Because what we love is we, we recognize that everyone has different strengths. And so, you know, even even now as we build the company and are having someone like yourself where like your strengths lie in a slightly different area, you know, it's like bringing all these people together. So Alex and I just are very lucky. Both of us have done a lot of work on mindset and communication. So the areas where potentially prior to doing this work could cause some friction or some misunderstanding we're both able to deal with it because we're very very different but I also think that's what makes us work she's very big picture you know we talk about this in NLP she's very sort of the visionary big picture and and if we were both like that nothing would get done Mm. (laughs) like the details right like it would be great to have all these ideas but I'm very much like well what's the fine print what's the how the what the why and how (laughs) you know let me know exactly all the details so we complement each other so well and you're right it was months after we first we did many trainings together in the online space before we actually met in person and even when we did we felt so like we were like old old friends reuniting so I think we're very very blessed in that sense that uh, it's not always going to work when you team up with somebody but as you learn more about communication skills and, and understand how different people work and respond and react, um, you know, that's part of the journey of, of 
having a great team, I think. So yeah, it's been fun though. It's so nice when you find someone that you just feel like speaks your language and you totally understand each other pretty early on. So, but also I agree with you, like when you really understand yourself better, it's much easier to manage relationships with other people because you can see what's going on for yourself and for them and sort of change your behavior or call out for them what might be happening for them as well. A hundred percent agree. Yes. Yeah. Super powerful. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned that you're a mum. Um, as I think a lot of our listeners are and I am. And I would love to ask you how you go, obviously you're at home at the moment, working from home a lot of the time, how are you going managing the work life and the juggle with family? (laughs) I am so grateful. I have the two boys that I have are a little bit older now. So I take my hands off to anyone that's not, you know, sort of gone through this period or created a business at home because juggling it around the the needs of kids can be, um, you know, constant interruptions and you have to stay really focused and you have to be really good at scheduling. So during the holidays, there's a lot more flexibility. You know, I allow for a lot more flexibility than just, you know, when they're at school, I can sit and focus, which is really great. Um, I miss in some senses being in an office and and having you know those work relationships and the talk and the the social you know aspect of being in an office but I wouldn't change it for the world to be able to create you know a business and an income on my own schedule you know one of my kids has Mm. a tremendous amount of you know appointments and we have you know my other son has a lot of sports and it's a privilege that I don't take for granted that not a lot of mums necessarily, you know, have in the in the way that you can be available and, and make your own scheduling. So I, I'm so, so grateful for that. And part of what lights me up is being able to say to, you know, maybe a mum who has been a mum and now the kids are all at school. And she's like, well, now what do I do? You know, or maybe someone who is so sick of their corporate, you know, the commute and the boss and all that sort of thing. And the, now what do I do? How do I find a balance? Is there a way? There's definitely a space for someone who has skills and knowledge and just a desire to help other people really move into this sort of this online, you know, sort of coaching and being a mentor, creating your own, you know, taking the skills and knowledge that you've got and creating your own courses there's such a space for that and and it's it's not it's not easy because then everyone would be doing it but it's possible right mm. and i really want to open people's eyes to you know believing in themselves and believing that they have something to offer and then giving them the steps of how they go through that do you have any um examples or stories that you can share about how the your nlp kind of perspective on things has changed things at home for you Oh my gosh, how long have we got? I mean, (laughs) my entire reason for learning NLP and timeline therapy, you know, sort of putting the hypnotherapy to the side, because even when I sat in the classroom, I was like, I don't know if I need to show up for that bit. I wasn't even (laughs) interested in it. But the entire purpose was because I I was stuck in a place where I was feeling really I was just really down and I was so focused on all the things that were going wrong and I was holding on to all this emotion that I'd been carrying from, you know, a previous sort of traumatic event mm-hmm. and I felt stuck. I was just like, how do I how do I show up? I'm not the mom, I'm not the role model that I want to be. I'm just, I feel like I'm stuck in this place. So a friend gave me a nudge and said, you know, and I knew about NLP, I, I, I 
it wasn't completely new to me and um but just it was just that little you know things happen sometimes those funny timing kind of things and just that nudge came at the right time and um when i started learning it it was all about okay how does the language and the way that i'm talking to myself inside my head affect the people around me how do the words that i use am i communicating because i have two children who are very different and they both respond really differently to different language and you know the way that they respond and the way that they communicate with me and I had only been doing everything my way and on reflection and I think about being a manager in that corporate travel office I'm like oh my gosh I wish I knew then what I knew now I would be such a better team leader you know and the way that people have different ways of receiving and processing information and when you apply that to your family not just like my kids but you know my husband my parents um, you know, and and there's lots of sort of concepts in NLP that help you sort of take stock of what you've been through and how people have treated you and things that have happened in the past and how you kind of process. Do you know what I mean? Like you can mm. sort of there's an element of like understanding that it brings. Um, so I've always I've always been a really sort of positive person, but. You know, I went through a bit of a dip when we had sort of the diagnosis for my son and, and, and that was part of the journey. How do I lift myself back up? But everyone always says to me things like, oh, you're always so positive and you're always this. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it, there comes a point where it's like if, you, if that's what you focus on, that's what you're going to, you know, encourage. And hopefully as a role model, I now see my kids doing the same, which was the whole purpose, you know, of learning. So communication, understanding, language. Yeah, I mean... We could talk, we, we could spend a day. It's funny when your kids start feeding those things back to you and you're like, hey, I shouldn't have taught you that. Now you can do that back to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it, has, it has changed so, so, so much. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes when I um, get a, a bit uh, angrier than I would like, Charlotte will say like, mom, are you telling your brain the right things here? Or, you know, mom, you can be in control of your reaction and you don't need to be angry. I'm like, damn it. Why did I tell you this? <laughs> yeah. If I'm getting upset over something, my husband's like, can't you like NLP yourself out of this? I'm like, I will just, you know, give me a minute. <laughs> Let me be in it for a second and then I'll, I'll get out of it. But yeah. I, um, I remember a story that you told in our training, if you don't mind sharing it, it was about how, um, you reassured yourself by saying that your son was probably going to be a lawyer. Do you mind sharing that oh story? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I guess that's the reframing section where, where, where part of the concept is if you're experiencing something or going through a situation is like, how can you, how can you change the way that you think about it? Right. And put it in a different context or, you know, put it in a, in a different time or there's different ways of shifting what's going on. And um, absolutely. I mean, this happens almost on a daily basis where um, you might say, I'll give you an example. The boys coming out of the sort of the media or the family room, you know, I'm like, can you bring your plates with you? Right? And so my son will literally bring a plate. He'll leave his cup, his mug or his bowl or his cutlery or his yoke, whatever else. And I'm like, Put my head in, I'm like, guys, I asked you to, you know, clean up with stuff. He goes, no, you asked for the plates. And I'm like, oh, give me strength. <laughs> he's so technical. Like every, you know, he's the sort of kid where he says, what's the time? And you're like, it's 2.30. And then he looks, he's like, no, it's not. It's 2.24. And I'm like, oh, my word. So the frustration, like, those are kind of funny examples, but like it can get really frustrating and it can get quite, you know, I don't want him to go out in the world and 
argue over every single little point but part of my brain instead of like getting angry and upset about it is like okay you know what you are going to make a brilliant lawyer one day right so you're taking the same situation and applying it to a different context and it just it takes the edge off and it's just like it helps you cope and get through things that you know pick your pick your things you don't need to get you know sort of upset about everything um so whereas before i would then be like oh why are you doing this and why you know in my head i've been getting really frustrated and now i just sort of laugh it off and it's, it is a bit of a running joke with all of us it's like oh man you're a great lawyer you know so we, we do that a lot i do it when i'm hanging out the washing and it's like the fifth load of washing and i'm just like oh my word you know it's just that it's there flipping it it's like you're being finding the greatest gratitude you know how amazing is it that we've got all these clothes to wash <laughs> and yeah. these sheets and the bed you know and it just you just flip it and reframe it and honestly it just it just once you do it and you start to learn how to do it um you know on purpose you just notice that you start to rewire your brain and it just starts to happen naturally and yeah literally. i know i i can really <laughs> frustrate people when i do that because it's actually really automatic for me that someone if someone complains about something or if I find myself complaining about something I'll like straight away offer up oh but isn't it great that this or I'll do that in my own head but I think for other people they're like one of my store managers I remember was like why are you so positive all the time I'm just trying to have a whinge about it just let me have my whinge, let me have a whinge. <laughs> yeah. but yeah you'll find the people that want to have a whinge will just keep on whinging so, yeah yeah I remember your story um, about your son really stuck with me because my son has quite a, a stubborn streak. He's three and a half and he really knows how he wants things and, you know, the sheets need to be exactly like this and he needs to have his milk in his hero's cup and if it's not in the hero's cup, it's not good enough and it's a huge meltdown. And I definitely would get frustrated with that, but I thought about you and I thought about your story and I thought, okay, how can I change this in my mind? And I decided to say, well, being very determined later in life is going to be really helpful for him. So I don't necessarily want to squash that in him. It's a very, it's a, like a completely legitimate skill and something very important in some situations. So I should be more grateful that he has that and he will be able to like stand up for himself and, and things like that in the future. Oh, and it just shifts your energy, right? So when you're in that moment, you, 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 everything happens and we respond and we, we don't realize it until you start to do this work that you are in control of your response so previously you know you might have just felt that oh, little moment of frustration or you know oh, why why is this always like this kind of thing but if you can start to consciously move yourself out of that space and, and choose how you respond it's, it's just so much better it's better for your better for your health your relationships your you know everything yeah <laughs> i believe i think it, i think it has a knock-on effect around you know Choosing, choosing when, especially as a parent, and especially as a parent to a three-year-old, good luck with that, <laughs> is, um, you know, you, you really have to, you have to think about them as sponges, and they are listening and watching and taking everything in, and how you respond, and, you know, and that's, that's where I was coming from, you know, I was like, I am not showing up as the person that I want my kids to be watching right now, because I was, you know, hurt and angry and sad and, you know, all these big emotions that I didn't know how to process. I was like, I need to take a handle on this in order for them to watch and know that it's things are going to be okay. Mm. So, um, 
yeah, I, I love that. And, and anything that we can do that sort of gets you into, you become aware of how you're responding to situations and learning to move yourself out of that frustration. And <laughs> It can definitely be a bit of a like double-edged sword. Like once you realize, then you have to take responsibility and you do have to choose and <laughs> it makes it harder to just lose it and, and not worry about it. You, you really are, everything is there for analysis for you to reflect on and think about how did I handle that and would I do it differently next time and what caused me to react in that way um but I I'm such a nerd in that place and I just love that that side of it and I love helping other people reflect in that way as well so cool and I love that you said that because it's one of the first things we teach right you are responsible you have Mm. to take responsibility for everything everything you have everything you don't have you know, and everything that we choose to do as we move through this life, you have to start with being responsible. Mm. Love it. I, I heard a manager once, I always used to tell her, I'm really sorry, but everything is your fault. <laughs> and it wasn't, she understood what I was saying. It was just a reference to the previous conversation that we'd had. But in the end, as a manager, it's kind of the same in the way that you manage your life. But really, everything is your responsibility and everything comes back to you, even if it wasn't directly something you did in a way it was something you created or something you had a part in or that you had a reaction to and even that part you can take responsibility for so yeah it's definitely definitely changed the way that I operate from a manager point of view and also yeah in that family space thank you so much for sharing some of those personal stories I think it really adds and helps helps the listeners see like real situations where you can apply these things oh yeah oh there's many is there um, a particular mindset hack that you would like to share from your experience or something that comes up a lot for your clients? I think one of the, one of the key concepts that, that both we teach in our NLP trainings and also I always instill and go into a bit more depth with every client because a lot of, I, I see a lot of um, you know, women especially when, and young girls in their 20s that are dealing with anxiety and then that sort of thing. But I think what's important for anyone that's in a relationship or, you know, a lot of things that come up is, is how they're interacting with other people in their life, be it their parents or their partner or they've broken up with someone or something like that, is probably, there's probably two parts to this. Everyone's doing the best with the resources that they have. Right, one of our presuppositions, and once you start to take that on board, you know, I, I was I was asked to give an analogy the other day about sort of my attitude to life, and I I always think there's a there's a quote, um, should probably remember who it's by, but he's like, you know, we're all travelling through a storm and we're not all in the same boat, and when I read that and I sort of apply that to how I work with people is that there's this. You know, life is a storm. Some days are calm, some days are more treacherous, and we're not all on the same boat. There are some people that have these amazing super yachts with crew serving them cocktails, and then there's other people who have lost an oar, or there is other, you know, other boats with just one person, and they're quite content with that, and that's okay. And there's other people who you think, you know, you might be like, hi, and they're not there or they're ignoring you. They're down below and they're like bailing out the water. They've got leaks. But they're, they're too scared to put their hand up and ask for help, right? So I think about us all in the, in, in the sort of vessels of life if you want to get really deep into it. And, you know, some days are worse. But if you start, like, tying your boats together, right, sharing the resources, because 
one person's resources are serving them in one way and I like I have these resources now and I'm like you know Michelle I've got these great resources let me throw you or tie our boats together and let's weather the storm together and I I really want to open people's eyes to the concept as well that you have to respect somebody else's world right the boat that they're in you have to respect you know why they're there as a result of their journey everything that someone goes through in their life brings them to a certain point and you know we we talk about this in, in quite depth about you know how two people can react to the same situation differently because of the way that they process the information based on all their life experiences and all their own belief systems and what I so bringing this back to the question is what I always always try and do myself and I always try and instill in my my coaching clients and we teach it in depth is understand that everyone has a model of the world that what that person is going through even if you're in the same situation you're experiencing the same thing you know let's use let's use lockdown as an example lockdown for one person is a very different experience to somebody else right their boat's different their experiences are different there's other things going on and we often get caught up, especially in times of distress, when we're, we're feeling upset, we're feeling emotional. It becomes all about how we are responding. But if you're having trouble communicating or in a relationship or something with somebody else, you need to really understand their point of view. And you need to, you know, we talk about walking, walking in someone else's shoes. It's not just walking in their shoes. It's understanding why they hold the belief systems that they do. And once you can kind of separate yourself from that and look at it as a mindset process that somebody else is going through, it, it, it kind of gives a, a better understanding. So the concept for me is that I always want to be able to understand that somebody else can have a different point of view and that's totally okay, mm. right? And not, not everyone has to have the same point of view as me, but in their model of the world, that's what they believe. And this is what they're doing because these are the resources that they have. And and just really, if I can share that, you know, with the listeners and anyone sort of tuning into this is that's kind of, for me, part of what started my NLP journey was understanding what's going inside my head and then having the understanding of how that relates to, you know, another person and how I'm communicating with them. So, and I, I've seen, I've seen... It sounds really simple if you've studied NLP or done any mindset work. You know, what I'm saying is you're probably like, yeah, and. But there's a lot of people that you, you explain this concept to and when you dig into it a little bit more and you can see their eyes just go like, oh, I'd never thought about it like that. You know, mm. the way that, that one of my girls, you know, the way that her ex-boyfriend was responding to a situation was so vastly different from her own and she couldn't understand you know, why he was reacting in this way. And when you break people's behavior and communication and all that sort of thing and understand it, um, gosh, it can be like watching the weight of the world come off someone's shoulder. It's really mm. cool. It's really cool. So that's always my foundation of where I start. And then we build out from there. I love that. I definitely, I came to NLP thinking that it would help me help other people. And it was a real surprise for me that it really was a lot about me and then thinking about how it's the same for other people. And yeah, that's been such a, a win because I feel like I've really grown as a person as a result of doing that course and helping other people. Um, and that wasn't what I was expecting from, I thought it, I was just going to learn how to coach someone. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been like a bit of a personal journey as well. So that is so cool. Yeah. I, thank you for sharing that because I did it the opposite. 
I wear them purely for myself. Like, how do I help myself? Um, so that's really cool. That's really interesting that you can come at it from different angles, you know, whether mm. you're doing it as a mom, doing it as a manager in corporate, doing it as a therapist or someone who wants to move into coaching. Um, I do think, yeah, there's, there's benefits and you never know what the journey. I, I can't believe I'm here <laughs> doing this with you. You know, this is not, this is not the journey that I started with when I first started learning it. So it's, um, just being open to the possibilities as well, I think is really cool. Yeah, I think a year ago I hadn't done a, the NLP course yet and I probably thought anything about mindset was a bit woo-woo and that I was way too serious and uh, logical for that kind of approach to things. And it's been really nice to come in and really understand the brain science and how, you know, you can come up, come at the concepts from a few different places. You can think of it as a higher purpose and that some things are in relation to the universe and what the universe wants for you, but you can equally think about how your brain is reacting to whether you agree with that or not. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think you're a credit to the, the process and that because you do have a logical approach that being able to share this in a way that people who think the same way as you is just even, even better because you'll have someone do the same training who is woo-woo and they want to go out and that's their therapy and that's how they do that. Mm. Um, but it caters for, for everybody. Yeah, I got some advice from a friend before doing it who had also done the course before. She knows me quite well and she just said, like, some of it will feel woo-woo, but just listen <laughs> and just let, like, let it just wash over you and take what makes sense to you. And that was really good advice because I didn't let the blocks come up um, to say, oh, no, this isn't for me or you know, I just tried to listen and be open. And you said the same thing about the hypnotherapy and told me at the time, like, I know I thought that too. I thought it was going to be a bit weird, but you know, once, once you understand what happens in your brain in those situations, it's really interesting how powerful that can be. Yes. It's so true. Trust the process. Um, we always say, just trust the process. Sometimes it's like, oh man, this is not making sense. We're like, just trust the process. It's like a layering of, of information that comes and Sometimes you'll go back and, and listen or watch or, or revisit some of the content and it'll be like, oh, okay, some of the content I didn't get straight away. No way. It's totally normal, but just trust the process and keep learning. Um, but, yeah, it's hilarious to me that when I was sitting in the room and I was like, oh, hypnotherapy day, you know, whatever. Oh, I don't wonder if I need to be here. <laughs> and now I absolutely love it because you're right. We have all these preconceived ideas about what things are. And um, just trust the process and, and go through and take what works. You know, you don't have to take everything on board, but keep learning and keep growing and, and yeah, keep putting yourself in situations where you're being asked to, you know, step outside that comfort zone. Like, do something new. It's, it's, it's the best thing you can do, I think. You know, I agree with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So if someone is interested in pursuing um, an NLP course or getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can do that? We are the Collective Coaching Academy and the website is ccanlp.com and all the information about our courses, about coaching one-on-one, -on -one, about our amazing graduate coaches such as yourself um, who we just want to support and just celebrate to the whole wide world the website is the best place to start. Amazing. I'll pop that in the show notes for anyone who's interested. They can follow along. 
And I'll also put um, a couple of other places you can find Chrissy if you'd like to find out more. But thank you so much for coming on. I, of course, love nerding out about NLP with you. <laughs> and thanks for sharing from the heart so generously. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today on the Mindset Corner. If you're enjoying the episodes, please share it with your friends on socials. And if you love today's episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. It really helps people find the podcast. If you would like to learn more, visit themindsetcorner.com. There you can check out my current five-day course, Lost to Mind Boss, which is always available for you to lift up your mindset to the next level. Okay, see you next time and have a fantastic day.